0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com. For coming after the fast, I'm sure you're all very tired and weak, but what better way of, of spending a night after a fast, especially in the three weeks? Can't listen to music anyway. Um and learning about Pasha's Pinchas. So, let's talk about the three weeks for a moment. Ah, there's one book I forgot to bring. Okay. So we know that um, that um, one of the things that happened on Chivas Savitamas was that the Lukos broke. They broke the wall of Yushalayim. They stopped bringing the carbon Tamid. Um they burnt the Sefer Torah, the Sefer Torah that was burnt, and there was a celam, uh, uh, an idol put in the in the Beis Hamidosh, in the Kurdish Kadashim. These are the five things that happened the beginning of the ice. the beginning of the end of the Beit HaMikdash. Three weeks later, of course, the, the Beit HaMikdash was in flames. We know, and everybody talks about this a lot, and that's really what the subject is tonight. Um, we know that um, the, the, the 70 years that we were in Gullus, um Bavel, was after we did the three main Averis, which was um, Gilei Arayis, Immorality, Shvichazdame, Murder, and Avoytazara. And for those three avers, the, the first base of which was destroyed, and we were we were put into Gauls for seventy years. But for the second base of Migdash, which was the avers of sinas chinam, means to hate someone for no reason. I don't like this guy. Why don't you like him? I don't know. He echoes me. He gets under my skin. He makes me nervous. You know, girls, I, I don't like this girl in my class. Why don't you like her? She seems to be nice. I don't like her. She just, just, she just gives me the chills. She just, just, oh. Uh, right? Let's call it sinas <laughs> chinam. It's just, there's absolutely no reason. But there is a reason. There's no sinas <laughs> We'll get to the, but there's no real reason that you can put your hand on. Well, the mice, you don't, you don't hate something unless you're jealous of it. In other words, nobody in this room... Hates an elephant. In order to do, I hate you, elephant. I don't like you. I don't know why I don't like you. Because an elephant, there's nothing that an elephant has that you want. So, so you don't hate Martians. You don't hate elephants. You hate tomatoes if you don't like to eat them, but you don't hate them personally. You're not personally angry at a tomato or at a fruit or a tree. Right? Or a car. You don't hate a car. You may not like the way the car looks, but you don't hate the car. Um, Because you're not jealous of a car you're not jealous of a tomato and you're not jealous of an elephant so really all Kinnah in the world which we're going to see in pastor of but all Kinnah in the world all jealousy in the world comes from I mean sinna, the hatred in the world sinna comes from Kinnah hatred comes from being jealous there's a very famous story it's really said in Yiddish not said in English but I'll say it in English Sinna and Kinnah went for a walk sin is hatred kin is, kin is jealousy they went for a walk they met the king and the king said to the two of them anything you ask for the guy who asks for it I'll give it to him the other guy will get double so if you ask me for $100 Ruben asks me for $100 I'll give Ruben $100 Shimon will automatically get $200 so what can I get you guys? So each guy's looking at the other guy, I'm not going to ask and get one, you're going to get two. I'm not asking for anything. So the king's waiting, the king's waiting, the king's waiting. Finally, so he says, listen, if no one's going to ask you for anything, you're going to lose your chance. Neither one of you is going to get anything. They'd rather not get anything than you should get double what I get. Anyway, all of a sudden, Kinnah starts smiling, he says to the king, I know what I want. The king said, really? You know that he's going to get double whatever you get. He says, 100%, but I know what I want. He says, what do you want? He says to the king, I want you to knock out one of my eyes. It's worth it for me to lose one eye if he's going to lose two eyes. Now, when this happen? We, we, you know, it sounds like you are talking about the human race in such, such a negative way, right? So we go all the way back into the beginning of the world. Which is very interesting, I spoke to a shul last night, and um, the reason, by the way, just to, to introduce to you, the reason I'm talking about kina and sinna. interesting, besides that it comes out, Shabbat Thomas. this week's Pashas, Pashas Pinchas, right? The word kina is used in the second passage of Pinchas. He, he, he took back my anger. By the way, I saw it a say this week, that, 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 that to stop Hashem's anger takes a lot of tefillah. But once the anger leaves Hashem to destroy, to, to turn it around and bring it back to Hashem, it's impossible. Pinchas did that. So it was a very... The word Hesheb doesn't make sense. Cool down my anger. Stop my anger. Hesheb means he returned it. He took Hashem's anger and he returned it back, which is the hardest thing to do. But when a person is willing to be... to give up his life because the whole Shevet Shimon was sitting there and wanted to kill Pinchas and you're willing to give up your life because Baruch you have the power. A person who's willing to do that, Mesir nefesh has a power that even after the anger left Hashem, it's on its way to destroy Klai well, you have the power to send it back to Hashem. That's what he did. He Yisrael. Returned the anger, it was about to wipe out, not 24,000 Jews, everybody. How did Pinchas do this? Bekinah, bekinoy eskanosi b'soicham. The word kinah is, is the, is the Shevish here. Right, by taking revenge amongst them, but kinah really means by being, by being jealous. B'kino es kinasi, his jealousy was my jealousy. Besaicham amongst them, b'nei Yisrael, and I didn't destroy b'nei Now we know that it says in it calls Hakadosh Baruch in the Ten Commandments, right? let's go to the Ten Commandments Pasha Yisro thank you for giving me the Chumash see I need it let's go to Pasha Yisro here interesting the first the first of the Ten Commandments is the Nech Hashem Right? The second is <speaking in Hebrew> don't bow down to them, of them, and don't serve them. Ki hashem Because I am Hashem your God. Tell, Kana, a jealous God. Whatever that means, we know Hashem. It's just an expression so that a human being can understand that. So we see that in the first two of the Deros, because Bokul says, I'm a jealous God. What's the last of the Ten Commandments? How does, how does God sum up all His ten commandments? You should not be jealous. It's interesting, it, 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 it even gives you, and this, it should just say. No, but it gives you a breakdown of details of jealousy. you should not be jealous of your, your friend 's house you shouldn 't be jealous of his wife, and his servant and his maid servant and his axe and his, and, his and his donkey you could have just said all these things have been included. No, the Torah breaks down each one that you should think about. Um, do I want to have a house like my friend? Do I want to have a beautiful wife like my friend? Do I want to have servants and, and workers and animals and cars? And so it, makes, it makes the person think about each single individually, but the Torah the, 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 the spends a lot of time on, the, on this jealousy. So the end of the sum of all Ten Commandments is you should not be jealous. And it's very hard to understand what are they doing in the Ten Commandments. I mean, if I were to tell you, okay, uh, you're a Jew, you have to believe God's the only God. Absolutely, I understand that. that's very important. Um, you're not allowed to serve any other gods. That's very important. You shouldn't swear with God's name in vain. I got I, I that. Shabbos. Shabbos. For sure. You shouldn't kill. You shouldn't steal. You shouldn't commit adultery. These are huge things, right? You shouldn't be, lie. Be a fair... You know, lie... And, and be a witness against somebody when it's not true. You put them in jail. You get chashon, put them to Misa, right? And then comes something that sounds very normal. You shouldn't be jealous. Hello, you're standing by the Ten Commandments. The world is shaking. You shouldn't kill. You shouldn't you give commit adultery. You should believe in God. And by the way, uh, don't be jealous. I'm like, what is that doing amongst the ten big ones? Right? It's not one of the big ones. It's not a big one. I can think of bigger ones than that, right? You shouldn't eat shreif. That's bigger than you shouldn't be jealous. The answer is no. The the basis of the destruction of Rabbi HaMikdash, the basis of the avera that Chava did was based on one avera. It was based on jealousy. So to fix the basis of the, the Ten Commandments is here, as, as the foundation of the Torah, as the foundation of the world, the Seroths of Dibros, so the foundation, the, the last mitzvah of all ten in the Seroths of Dibros, you shouldn't be jealous. What's the big deal if I'm jealous? So let me tell you what the big deal is. And we see that the way that Pinchas sent the anger and his reward was that he would live forever was because he was jealous. That's the word, the kanoi. as kinasi. He was jealous. for Kodesh Baruch, who was a kale kano. He was jealous. He didn't see us nefesh. He had the power of taking Hashem's anger. Imagine it was out. It was gone. It was, it was already on its way down here. And take it and turn it around and throw it back. So what's what's going on over here? So we have to go back. We have to go back to the beginning. So in the beginning, it says the was... The he was Mikol Khan Sasada, he was the shrewdest of all of all the animals. But Yom al Isha, and he said to the woman, Afki Yamal Kimlach, Mikhail ate Sa Gar, is it true that God said you shouldn't eat from all the trees? Of course Hashem knew that I mean the Nakhosh knew that, that wasn't true. But he tell me, Isha Nachh, we pre ateh Nachel. No, we can eat from the fruit of the of the of the garden. We pre-ate the Shemat Tekar. But those trees in the middle of the we were not allowed to eat. Well, they She added with you, all no, you're not allowed to touch it. because to we're going to die. You won't die. At this point, she wasn't interested in eating from the tree. Because it was an argument. You say, I say, I will die. You say, I won't die. I'm not interested in eating from this tree. But what happened? The knew that if he can make her jealous, she would eat from the tree. So he says to her, let me tell you why Hashem told you not to eat from this tree. Because God has something you don't have. Basis of jealousy. You have something I don't have. Even if I don't need it. Oh, I can tell you so many stories where people have to have with the other guy. <laughs> they don't even need it. They don't even need it. I want your baseball glove. Do you play baseball? No. If, if he has such a nice baseball glove, I want such a nice glove. But you don't play baseball. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If he has it, I want it. Jealousy doesn't make sense. I, 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 I after my share, I gave a share in, in Queens last night, so... After my share, my share was all about this jealousy and... And um, a boy came over to me, an older guy, he must have been 22, 23. He said, Ross, well, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm like, sure. He said, you know, your, your speech hit me, but... I am the most jealous person in the world. My, my friends' money I'm jealous of, their, their wives I'm jealous of, I'm jealous of their car. He says, "I live in a, a life. My whole life is about jealousy. What should I do about it? Like, how do you get if you're naturally jealous? Like, like so? How do you get over it?" So I told him something that I heard many years ago. When you go up to an ATM machine, right? You put your card into the ATM machine. Whatever is yours, whatever whatever is in that ATM machine that's under your number. Six one four three two eight pin number 128, right? Don't try that, there's nothing to do with anything. So you could take out, if you have $100,000, then you can take out $100,000. If anybody ever walk away, now you know it's Citibank, right? You put that card in, you know that there are a million accounts in that machine, and you know that there are billions of dollars. Billion, you have $200 in your, in your savings account. There are people in, that, in Citibank that have billions of dollars. You walk away and say, oh man, I am so jealous of all those people in that machine. Never. Why? Because what's my sheikhs? What do I have to do with them? I have a pin, I have a pin number. I have an account number. That's, that's my money. What other people have, I don't even know what they have. And even if I knew what they have, right? If there's a, a piece of paper and, you know, after you get the receipt and it says two and a half million dollars, I'd be like, I'd like to be that guy's friend. But I'm not jealous of him. I don't know who he is. I have no sheiches to him whatsoever. So, people who are jealous... Means that you think if, I, if I'm jealous of someone else, I think that that his what he has should be mine, so that I don't have a number and he has a number. My number and his number is interchangeable. But we know that a kriyat creates each person with his own his own fingerprints and sort of to say his own number. And what I get has nothing to do with you. In other words, if you if you think about the psychology of it. God has infinite money. So, it's logical if you have a thousand dollars and that takes away from me the ability to have a thousand dollars. Okay, I'm jealous, I, I want your thousand dollars. But, but if you have a million dollars and God could give me a million dollars or ten million dollars or twenty million dollars, he has what to give me. So, you have no effect on me. You, you having money has no effect on me not having money. You having a nice wife has no effect on me not having a nice wife. You have a nice car, and a nice house nothing, If I'm supposed to get it, right? If that, if I, if that's what my number gets in the machine, it has nothing to do with you. Just like when you go to take money out of an ATM machine, it has nothing to do with. There's a million people in there with billions of dollars, but you have nothing to do with it. So the. You're f- of being well, you, you, you're not jealous of being him. You're jealous of what he has. That's what he. That's what him is cannot say for him, you're jealous of someone else how to learn and you don't, that's a good thing. You're, you're jealous of his material of his, of his material goods. And also, you have to understand that your package, right? One, one guy is supposed to be built and, and lift weights and, 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 and schlep groceries, whatever it is. And another person is supposed to be... Each person, when he comes out to this world, he has a tachlos, a road that he has to take. And God puts the backpack on him. I told you many years ago that there was, uh, I had one of my Talmudim was in a group in the Israeli army, and these were these paratroopers that used to drop behind the enemy lines, and they were always scared in the Israeli army that there might be Arab spies amongst the guys that are in the group, so they would never tell them what the mission is, and they wouldn't even tell you what's your job on the mission. These guys were like, you know, like Navy SEALs; they could do anything, and they wouldn't even tell you, they wouldn't tell you anything. And what would happen was that they would drop you down by parachute. When you would land, you'd have a knapsack. You'd open up the knapsack. That would tell you what you're going to do. At that point, it's too late to be a spy. So the guy who, who, who pulls out a radio knows I'm the radio man. The guy who pulls out the sniping gun, right, with the scope, knows he's a sniper. Now, if the radio man's going to try to shoot someone with the radio, and the sniper is going to try to talk into the, the gun, these guys are in big trouble. So the radio man can't say, I wish... I was the sniper because the sniper has a gun, you have a radio. And the sniper can't use the radio because it's not made, so, and, and then the guy has the anti-tank, and the other guy is a medic, he has medicines, and, and he knows he has to be, even though all of them are ambidextrous, they could all, all these guys could do everyone else's job. They look in their backpacks, so when a person when a person is able to, and this is something that I talk about all the time, when you're in contact with yourself, and you really real with yourself, then you know what your kaychas are. And you see what Hashem put in your backpack. So if you're a good speaker, and you tell good stories, so then you can give, you can give a share. If you're very good with numbers, then you can be an accountant, and you can make a, an honest living, and maybe you can do some free accounting on the side for yeshiva. And, and if your, 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 your hands are very steady, and, and you're interested in medicine, so then you can become a surgeon. And, and that's the way Hashem, his world could not work if we're all doing the same thing. So one guy's a shoemaker and one guy's a butcher and, and you know, I, I, I always wonder like you have these little stores where you know they can never make a lot of money. They can, it's a, it's a, it's a candy store and they're selling newspapers, right? So why is that guy doing that? And the answer is, because that's what he's comfortable with because you need a newspaper, a, a candy store and you need a, a taxi driver and you need a shoemaker and you need a guy who's, who's a dry cleaner and, and, and that's the yeshiva Olam. So, 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 if I want to do your job and if I want to be a surgeon because I tell good stories it's very nice I want to tell the guy who's laying there who needs his appendix taken out a good story he's going to die right? and a surgeon who knows how to take out appendix he's going to give a shear and he's the most boring guy in the world everyone's going to fall asleep so every person has to look at and work at and try to figure out what they're good at look into their backpack look into their abilities and they need to take that that's what Hashem gave you and he, he doesn't have to tell you. You have to look at what you're good at, and, 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 and that's your ability, and that's what you have to use to, you know, to, to do the best that, that you can. And every single person is very, very different. And when you realize that, well, I, I, you're not, you know, jealous. There's always a famous story with the guy with the, the, the stonecutter. I don't know if you've ever read that book. The stone cutter. he looks at the sun, he wants to be the sun, then he wants to be a. sun. He ends up wanting to be a stone cutter. He ends up becoming... What he was, because that's what he was good at, and that's what he was, that's what he was used to. So when a person realizes that I have my own bank card, and I have my own ID, and I have my own, my own number, my, my number doesn't work in your account. It doesn't work in your account. It's, I could press it all day long. It doesn't work. I, your money that's your account is not my money. So then he wouldn't be jealous. I explained this to this guy last night. He said, he has to internalize it, whatever it is. And, 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 again if you if you want to be like always says, if you want to be like someone else that makes you the duplicate God doesn't create duplicates so that he doesn't need you in this world if he's the original and I'm jealous of him and I want to be like him so God's like okay so then who needs you I already created him you I created to be different you want to be the same so you're a duplicate if you're a duplicate then what are you doing in this world goodbye have a good day you're out of this world so the, the whole thing that each person is here is, is to do a different to do a different malacha jealousy breaks that whole thing down it, it destroys your individuality because you want to be like somebody else you don't have that individuality if you don't have the individuality then you, don't, then, then you become like a school of fish you're just, you're just running along you, you, and, you know, and a lot of kids today they're missing that because they don't have communication skills it's all Apple and it's Instagram Instagram means I don't have individuality I'm one of 50 million subscribers so I'm not I'm not I'm not a person, I'm just, I'm, I'm on, you know, I'm on Google, I'm on this, I'm on that. So you're just a subscriber, you're just amongst this huge technology, you know, a social network, which takes away from who you are, because you're just, you're just one of the fish in the pond, it, it does, you know, and it takes away our individuality, in being able to speak, you know, uh, look what happens every Shabbos, I get, you know, I get text. Get Shabbos, that same person sent it out to every person on their phone, so if they have a thousand people on their phone a thousand people are getting a text so I'm not an individual I'm just one of a thousand that happens to be on your phone don't send me good Chavez (laughs) you're not selling me good You just I'm one of the fish that happens to be on your phone that's not a good Chavez so so it it very much takes away our our individuality and the truth is that we don't want to be individuals because guess what to be an individual you have to look at yourself to look at yourself you see your potential you see your potential you have a lot of work to do I don't want to work who wants to work so I'd rather just be one of the fish. You know? But you, you know what they say, the fish that, that are all going downstream, how do you know they're alive? You don't. They could be all dead. They're still going to float downstream. How do you know when a fish is alive when he floats against upstream? You know when a salmon's alive because he's, he's going against the stream. If you're following anybody else, you're a deadhead. You know, like, okay, everyone's doing this. All right. And, and, and that's, what, that's what the word peer pressure... I spoke to a girl about this today. You know, peer pressure. Peer pressure means... When, when, when someone succumbs to peer pressure, and a lot of kids, you know, girls are talking to boys and boys are talking to girls and doing, and getting phones and doing all kinds of things they shouldn't, and the real, the real reason is, is because all my friends are. Peer pressure spells lack of individuality. If I'm doing it because all of you are doing it, then I'm not, then I'm not an individual. I'm just a fish that's going along with the rest of the fish. Or like, you know, in South Africa, when 20,000 bison are running, because the, the first guy decided, the first the first buffalo decided he's going to run. All the Mishugam are running after him for 20 miles. Ask the buffalo, why are you running? I don't know. The guy in front of me is running. Why are you running? Well, the guy in front of me is running. Till you get to the front guy, you're like, why are you running? He's like, because all those idiots behind me are following me. That's what we are. i a bunch of buffalo. Nobody knows why they're running. Yeah, yeah today ain't sure. The guy was busy on his phone the whole time. I was going crazy. I I didn't say anything. She also with Thomas. I didn't say anything. But I was like, "What are you doing? You're in school. Uh, yeah, uh, you have to be. You have to be on the phone. You have to be." You know. So we're all running. We don't know why we're running. Why are you running? I don't know because he's running. You know, it's like you go into the middle of Manhattan and you look up, and the guy next to you looks up. What is he looking at? And the next guy. All of a sudden, you have ten thousand people looking up. They're like, "Why are you looking up?" I don't know. They're all looking up. Must be something's going on. And they ask the first guy, "Why are you looking up?" He goes. Because I knew I'd get all those 10,000 idiots to look up. And that's what we are. We, that's, that's how we're living in our generation today. Totally lack of individuality. No individuality. Because it's very hard to be an individual. An individual, you have to find out who you are. Oh, it's scary. Who am I? And when I find out I have a backpack and I have something in it, I got to use it. I got to learn how to use it. I got to learn how to use my ability and my potential. It's crazy. We might well live in a, a crazy world. It's almost crazy. Kids don't want to go to camp. Parents have to force their kids on the bus to go to camp. You know that? Nobody wants to go to camp. We were already in a camp in Yeshiva in our head a month before camp. I was already thinking about I'm gonna hit that last three pointer and the whole camp's gonna be jumping up and down, Wall Street won the game. I was already my head was ready in camp a month or two before camp. Today you can't get a kid to go to camp. Why not? Because in camp I can't have a phone. I'm serious. I can't have a phone, I can't have my DVD. And uh, uh, there's no life. Trees? Sports? A pool? Ugh! that's all great if I have my phone. I don't have my phone. So kids are momish. I'm serious. They're having withdrawal. Phone withdrawal. Like, there are certain camps, actually, that are so in the boondocks in Pennsylvania that the phone doesn't work. Isn't that amazing? Nobody wants to go there. The camps don't understand. How come nobody wants to come to our camp? There's There's no antenna. So a girl told me she wasn't going to go to camp. She's 16. She's not 12. She wasn't going to go to camp. I'm not going to say the name of the camp. And a bunch of friends were not going to go to camp this year. They heard that they put up a huge antenna not far away. They put up a new antenna of a rising antenna. And the phones are going to work. They're all going to camp. So they're not going to camp. They're going to the phones. Right? It's crazy. You have eight weeks to go and enjoy life and get out of it? No. No, nope, because you're going to go to camp and you're going to have to find out without your phone that you're human and that you might have to look at yourself and you might have to really make friends that you're going to have to talk to, not text. And that's very, very scary. And therefore, once we're in that world where it's peer pressure and I don't have, if I don't have individuality, I'm very jealous. When I, when I, when I'm, when I know I'm in, my name is Echai Wallstein, and that's who I am, I don't care what you have, because it has nothing to do with me. In fact, I hope you have a lot, and I hope you do very well, and I hope you give me the same blessing. I hope you look at me the same way and say, Wallstein, you're an individual, I hope you do very well. Because if I'm an individual and you're an individual, we want each other to do well, but if, if we're not, if we're part of a group... Then why can't I have what you have? I and mean, why can't you have what I have? We're all just part of this cult. This, this group. And a cult. In communism, everybody has the same. The, the, the whole thing of communism was to break the individual. That's the whole idea. Is to break the individual. It's one commune. And if, I can, if we can do that, then we can control you. Like they did in communism. We can control you because you have no individuality. Then we can do whatever we want. And, and that's what happens the Nachash, the Nachash came to to Chava, and he knew that if he could get her, if he could get Kina into her, he would destroy her. So what happens? He says, "Listen, this is a plan." By the way, which I, which we're not going to have time to do tonight, but you need to know another very important point, and a Hashem is going to be in the book. A person. Who has Hakarasatov, which is the book is called Hakarasatov, a person who appreciates and has, and recognizes the good Hakarasatov recognizes the good and appreciates can never be jealous. It's a kofli tov that's jealous. In other words, if I appreciate what Hashem gave me, then why do I want something that you have? Then I would understand if God did not give it to me, then it's not for me. But when a person doesn't appreciate what he has, so I want more. And I want the new phone. And I, Mommy, you gave me this, but I want this. And Mommy, I want this. And Mommy, I want that like a little kid. You gave him one candy, he wants three candies. Why? Because he doesn't appreciate you gave him the first candy. But he appreciates you gave him the first candy. It's like, wow. That was amazing. And, and thank you very much. And if you want to give me more fun, but I'm not going to ask you for more. So so so, and, and, and I ripped this apart last night in my speech. It wasn't taped. That you need to know that if you're jealous of someone... You have... There are three things going on here. There's kinnah and there's sinna. The jealousy is going to cause you to hate. And on top of that, you cannot have jealousy if you're a person who has a curse you, you, You're thankful for what you have. Then what do, I, what do I care what you have? So, the nachash went straight for the heart here. And he knew that if he could get her to sin, to be jealous of Hashem, automatically, if she's jealous of Hashem, it means she doesn't appreciate... Right? So listen to what he did. Imamish went after her point. She said, No! Look, God is good. He said, Hashem said, from, 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 we could eat from anything in the, in the garden. Right? I have a Thank you, Hashem. So what did he do? He wanted to destroy this because he knew that the one thing HaKash doesn't put up with, God doesn't put up with, is a person who has no appreciation. So he knew that it would anger God if he could show that Chava, Adam and Chava have no appreciation. So what does he do? He says to her, listen, if you eat from this tree, you're going to be like God. The reason Hashem said that you can't eat from the tree, not time he said not to eat from the tree, because he didn't want you to eat from the tree and be like him. So he has something you don't have. He knows good from bad. You don't. So he hit her kinabutton, button. Her jealousy. All of a sudden when she heard that God has something that she does not have, look what happened. She saw that the tree was good to eat. What do you mean you were by the tree the whole time? Why don't you until now you didn't see the tree was good to eat? All of a sudden now you see the tree is good to eat, you're standing by the tree the whole time. You're in the Ganei then. What happened all of a sudden? But now that I'm jealous, when you're jealous, right? What did she need to know? She's not God. She should have said, He's God. He needs to know. I'm not God. What do I need it for? But when a person becomes jealous, nothing makes sense. Even the pasik doesn't make sense. It says, right? She saw that the fruit was good to eat. You can't see the fruit is good to eat. You can only taste the fruit is good to eat. When you see a fruit, you don't know if it's good to eat. You have to taste it, right? And it goes the other way around. She saw it's good to eat. And... She lusted at it. she saw it's 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 a lust from her eyes. One second. How does it work? How does it work with Taiva? First you look at something, right? And then you look at it, you're like, wow, I wish I could have that. And then you bite into the fruit, and then it's good. Here it went the other way around. She saw that the fruit was good, right? To eat, before her eyes saw it. and I am. then her eyes saw it, the neckmana ate, but it should have been, she looked at it she wanted it she ate from it, it went the other way around it went the other way around she liked it, she looked at it right? What, what happened over here? and the answer is that all her senses got mixed up her tasting, her seeing her feeling, it all got mixed up because once a person's jealous it doesn't make sense at all the whole thing doesn't make sense so now all of a sudden she needed this tree she needed this fruit why didn't you need it an hour ago because God had something I don't have uh, you don't need it doesn't make a difference doesn't make a difference he has a crayon you're not even drawing I need it. you're a little kid he has a crayon I need a crayon what do you mean you're not even drawing anything I know but if he has a crayon I have to have a crayon talk to you gave him a crayon you have to give me a crayon but you're not drawing you don't even have a coloring book I know maybe one day I'll have one jealousy makes no sense and then she gave it she gave it to her husband says Rashi why did she give it to her husband at this point she was on a much higher level she knew good from bad he did not, he was a dummy walking around everything's good, you burnt the chili great you didn't do my laundry for two weeks fantastic by him there was no Raha so she had the perfect husband a guy that's walking around all day Everything's good. Why would you give him to eat from the tree? Once he eats from the tree, he's going to be on her level. Godly. Why would you do that? Says Rashi, very sad. Rashi says, She said, Are you kidding me? I'm going to die and he's going to live? No way. What do you mean? Once you're dead, what do you care if he lives? Right? Says Rashi, "Shema Because if he lives, he's going to get married to someone else. Ask Chazal, Chava, what are you talking about? There is no other woman. You're the only woman. If you die, he doesn't have anyone else. When it comes to jealousy, there's no cheshben. You don't sit down and try, do do I need it? Don't I need it? It doesn't even make sense. What are you talking about? There's no other woman. What are you worried about? Doesn't matter. He can't live if I don't live. The bottom line is if I don't have it, if I don't have Chaim forever, he can't have Chaim forever. What's that corrupt? What? That's like a sin Like, it's your husband. What are you doing? And the answer is that Kinnah corrupts. And had she had had she had she a tov, she would have told the snake, listen to me, Hashem gave me every tree but two. I don't need it. I have everything I need. But she was a kafri taiv. And that's why later on Hashem calls them Afar, because we know that nothing grows from Afar, and Adam is potential. Whatever you put into the ground, you put in corn comes out corn, you put out potatoes comes out potatoes. Whatever a person puts into the ground, Comes out. So this kina, which turned into sinna, where did it turn into sinna? Next generation. Kain and Hevel. Next generation, DNA. Next generation, Kain kills Hevel. Why does he kill, he- kill Hevel? Because he's jealous. Hevel's carbon went up, and his carbon did not go up. So what she did, she had this kinna, right, cause the sinna between Kain and Hevel, where he actually killed his brother, Shemich HaStamim. Actually killed his brother. What was it based on? It was based on kina. And based on a, on a coffee tithe. And HaKarjah boku if you look at the... It's not, I'm not teaching voracious today, but if you look at the, 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 the backwards and forwards, HaKarjah boku says to him, relax, so I didn't take your carbon now, I would have taken it later. No! That wasn't the problem that you didn't take my carbon. The problem was you took Hamel's carbon. I don't care if you didn't take my carbon, but you took Hamel's carbon. You took his carbon and not mine. He went so far from his kiddo, that he killed him. Shri that's the basis of sinas chinam. You hate somebody when a girl says, I just don't like her. No, 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 no. What happened? She has more friends than you? Something, you don't just walk into a room and say, I don't like this guy. There's something about him. Maybe he's better looking than you. Maybe he's dressed better than you. Maybe you got to have a nicer car. Then I don't like him. Why do I, I don't know why I don't like him. I do know why you don't like him. You don't like him because if you go deep, deep into your psyche, you don't like him because there's something about him that you wish you had. You don't just not like him. You don't not like an elephant. An elephant has no shaykes to me. Why, won't, why? It doesn't matter to me. This person has shaykes to me. What do you mean he has shaykes to you? He doesn't have shaykes to you. He has no connection to you. He's created with his own fingerprint, his own en- entity, his own individuality. You have your own individuality. You don't have any. She- he has much shaykes to you as an elephant has to you. There's no there's no difference between him and an elephant. And that's what I told this guy last night. And therefore, what are you jealous of him? He's an elephant he has nothing to do with you he has his own bank account in Shemayim his own creation, his own fingerprints he has nothing to do with you and therefore stop sticking your card and trying to get money out of his account you don't have his code He's a different code than you have in the end, what's going to happen you keep doing that, you're going to have two cops putting you in handcuffs because the machine's going to say someone's trying to someone's trying to steal someone's trying to put somebody else's code in there and Chas V'sham, a person who keeps doing that in Shemayim, you know, they have to put handcuffs on you Jealousy was the destruction of the Beis HaMingdash And the whole story of Kamta, about Kamta He came and he was at the meal And he should have left him there And he didn't leave him there So Pinchas, this week's parsha, Pinchas, he, he did the opposite Everything Hashem created in the world Every midah that Hashem created in the world He created For a good purpose and a bad purpose The famous question is Why did Hashem create um, Atheists Right? Why did God create atheists? Atheism. That whole non-belief, apicorosis, not believing in God. What could be good about that? So they say, when a person comes to you for tzedakah, you have to become an atheist. Don't tell him, oh, don't worry, God will take care of you. God has plenty of money. When God wants, you'll be rich. When a person comes to tzedakah, you have to say, there's no God! The only one that can help this poor person is me. So atheism... Happy courses was put into this world. When it comes to tzedakah, or when it comes to helping someone, someone stuck on the side of the road, ah, Hashem will take care of you. Don't worry, daven a little bit. No, there's no Hashem. You have to take care of them. So there's there's a reason for, a reason for jealousy. What could be good about jealousy? Kinah Somebody knows how to learn, and you, you're you're jealous of that. You're allowed to be. Well, look what happened here by Pinchas. The kana is kinasi besaychem. Pinchas was jealous for God. He was jealous because is kin for my for my for me. Pinchas saw a Hashem, and he was jealous for Hashem. How could I allow a Hashem to to my God? I can't allow such a thing. So he was the, the jealousy is a very hard word, but he was he was jealous. In other words. You can't do this. It's Hashem. You can't, you can't do this. And, and, and he put his life in the danger. He, didn't, he, he thought he was going to die, by the way. He was sure that he didn't know Hashem was going to do a miracle. He was sure that he was going to die. But that Kanois, Kanois comes from the word Kinnah. That Kanois, that moment where he was willing to give up his whole life because this, this terrible Kilo Hashem of, of, of Avai Zara, right? There was two Averas here. There was Avaid Zara and there was Gilei Arayas at the same time. And he had this Kinnah. For Hashem, so listen, this is beautiful. Why do people? Why do? Why do human beings die? Why do human beings die? Because of the nachash, because we ate from the das What was the basis of the aver in the etanaz? kinah So a person who uses that midah for the right reasons to avenge Hashem, so he's fixing, right? What happened by the etanaz? So therefore, he doesn't deserve to die. So what does Hashem reward him with? shalom that he would never die. He became Navi. He never died. He never died. Because he used the kina for the right reason. So he was misaking what happened when when, when when she ate from the it's Unbelievable. And that's why it says, the the cycle therefore. What do you mean, therefore? Therefore what? He fixed what happened by the Eitz hadas, the Avera, that Chava ate from the tree, because she used kinder for the wrong reason, and it was a Tavalei Nayim, and she used it for the wrong reason, that brought death into the world, but he deserved not to die, because he actually took death away from the world. How did he take death away from the world? How did he return this Chilisi, this, this terrible Misa that was coming to Kalei's How did he return it? By fixing the first Avera, which was based in jealousy. He fixed that jealousy, and he used it to, to, to do a kish Hashem for Hashem. That we turned the whole Hamasi back to Shemai. Because the whole death was based on kinah for the wrong reason. Godless. Pleadic. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The tie is unbelievable. This week's Pasha's Pinchas. So what better week where the three weeks start tonight and the whole basis of the three weeks is the destruction of the second base Hamigdash, which is based on Sinas Khinna, hating for no reason, which is based on kinah. What better Pasha? So you want to fix it? And you want to bring the Besamikdash back? You got to do what he did. You got to use jealousy for the good thing. For the good purpose. Then the Nachash loses. He loses the whole thing that he started. And then we bring back the Besamikdash. This is the pasha this week. The first week of the three weeks. Right? The three weeks of destruction. This parasha is And of tells us how to fix everything. I just want to tell you something very interesting that I saw brought down in Torah Tavlin 1 I think it's very very fascinating so Lemais, it's uh, it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to go out there and fix things right he says another ridiculous story and I want to connect this with my last story and we'll end with that he says it's a true story because whatever he brings here is true, listen to this, he says a bar mitzvah boy once came with his father to the Lubavitcher Right, they used to come get a dollar for a tylan for a bracha. So the Rebbe gave the the boy a bracha that he should be the source of pride to a Jewish to the Jewish people and his family. As they turned to leave, it's an unbelievable story. It's like wow. The Babach Rebbe asked the boy a question. He said to the boy, "Tell me, are you a baseball fan?" Babach Rebbe. The Mitzvah boy looked at the Rebbe. And he nodded, yeah, if the is Rebbe, the asking me, yes, I am a baseball fan. This happened in the 1950s, if you know anything, 1955, the Brooklyn Dodgers beat the New York Yankees in the World Series, and, and in the 50s, it was a very big competition, like we have the Mets and the Yankees, so they had the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Yankees, and they were both very, very good teams, the Yankees usually won the World Series, in 55, the Dodgers won the World Series. So the Rebbe asked him, which team are you a fan of, the Yankees or the Dodgers? So the boy—it's Crown Heights, right? It's the Brooklyn. So the boy said, "The Dodgers, of course." So the Rebbe asked, "Does your father take you to games?" So the boy said, "Yeah, every once in a while." Actually, Rebbe, we were at a game a month ago. Really? said the Rebbe. How was the game? The boy made a face. Said it was very disappointing. By the sixth inning, the Dodgers were losing nine to two. So we decided to leave. Right the Rebbe asked him, now he would take a story the Rebbe asked him, did the players also leave the game when you left? so this was what inning did we say? sixth inning, so the, the boy rolled his eyes, at the Rebbe said of course not, there are players and there are fans, the fans can leave whenever they want, they're not part of the game and the game could, does continue after they leave, but the players need to stay and try to win until the game is over so the Rebbe said to him, "That is the lesson I want you to know about Judaism." Said the Rebbe with a smile, "You have a choice. You can either be a fan or a player. Be a player." So he's saying over here by, by Pinchas, he said when, the when um, they were doing the avera, right? The Nasi of Shimon with Kazbi Bapsur so the elders, the, the Zekainen were crying Moshe Rabbeinu was crying, he didn't know how to respond because he was saying to Moshe Rabbeinu you also married a Midyani, you married sepora right, everybody stood around as spectators except for Pinchas he took matters into his own hands he was not a fan he was a player and the player doesn't leave the game till the game is over so I want to end with, with something that happened this week I'm not going to say uh, I'm not going to say in which shul Oh, there's also one other thing I want to read from Chinuch over here, but um, I went to a shul and I wasn't feeling so great that morning. So I ended up davening late and I came out of the shul at like 11.30. And I think it was Monday, Sunday or Monday, today's Tuesday. Oh yeah, so it was Sunday. So Sunday was 95 degrees. It was very, very, very hot and very, very, very humid. And there was a lady sitting outside, her face was all red and she was collecting tzedakah. She had her, her coffin it was 11:30. I walked out. So she, she, I asked her, "You know, since when have you been sitting here?" And she said, "She comes to the first meeting like 5:30, so she's sitting out there for six hours, 95 degree weather." So I gave her my a dollar, a quarter, whatever it was, and I said, "Can I get you a drink?" So I saw she had a water bottle, but it was empty. Nah, I'm like, "Your face is all red. You're gonna, you're gonna hollish. Let me get you a drink. So I, I took her a bottle of water, I filled it up with cold water. And then I filled up a cup with cold water and I brought it to her. Okay. I give it to her and I said, how many people offered you water today? How many people? You're from 5.30 to 11.30. How many people offered you water? No, no, no. I'm like, no, just answer the question. How many people offered you water today? Nobody. She's sitting there six hours collecting money. Nobody offered her a glass of water. Now, people put a dollar in, people put quarters in, it could be people put $5 and $20. But nobody saw past the cup. Everybody saw a cup that needed money. But they didn't see that the cup is connected to a hand that's connected to a person that happens to be sitting there schwitzing in 95 degree weather. We have to be able to see past the cup. And not to be the fan, but to be the player. And I'm not, I'm not saying this... About myself that I figured it out because I can't tell you how many hundreds of times I walked by and 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 that and not and not offered any water. Happens to me that day it was very hot. I haven't observed it caught me. It caught me that day to give to to give her water. But but I think that in the three weeks we, we need to show our chodesh that we have what's called ahavas you know? In other words, there's no reason for me to give her water. She's not my mother. She's not my sister. Uh, uh, I don't know her. She's a collector. But she's a Jew and she's a person and not even a Jew, she's a person and, 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 and she's sitting there for six hours and her face is beat red. So Avashinum, I'm gonna give her water. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask somebody in shul, anybody need a ride? Now you, you can wait for Hillel to say, does anyone need a ride to Lakewood or that? But sometimes you could just Hillel's not there and he's outside and he's in the bathroom, he's upstairs. You'd say after my room, by the way, if anybody needs a ride, I'm going to Flatbush Not is anyone going to flatbush and then raise your hand, but I'm going to Flatbush because once he asks that, it's really different. Then, Avas means there's no reason for me whatsoever to do this. And I, and I think in every one of our lives, it doesn't mean you have to go and, 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 and clean somebody's shoes. But I think in our lives, in the next few weeks, we should look for things. We were always doing things for people, for our parents, for others, for no reason. To do good things, Avas to try to destroy what destroyed, to, to get rid of, what destroyed the base of which is S- Sinas Chinam, and there's so much of it. There's, there's just, just people like that, there's so much, there's so much. The word, we don't call it Sinas today. I'll tell you the word that's used today drama. There's so much drama at work, drama in school, drama in shul, drama at home. Drama is Sinas and Kinna. That's they, they they made it into a word that sounds very cool. Or there's a lot of drama in this office. That means everyone is stabbing each other in the back, and everybody is talking lashon hara. And in school, this one's the, talking in the office, and this one's talking about this teacher, and this one's talking about that one. And in shul, and the rabbi, and this and that. We call a lot of drama, but it's not drama. It's sinas and and that's something that in the three weeks we cannot have any of. And if, if we have the ability to be kind is kenasi, to, to, to be jealous for our Kurdish Baruch Hu, and, 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 and does, that doesn't mean to change everyone else, but to change yourself. You don't have to go kill somebody with, it's, it's an interesting, interesting process. It's very important, because there are a lot of people out there that like to be, uh, the guys who go around, check your phone, check your phone, uh, you stop fooling the guys who, were, right? Kanoi! Pinchas was not a Kanoi. Do you know that? Listen to this, what it says in the Puzzle. The Puzzle is very, very careful to tell us this. It's very important because, because people have this picture. Oh, Pinchus, he's a he was looking for trouble. Oh, and he was jealous when Zimri when, when got this girl, right? Listen to what the Puzzle tells you. He saw what was going on. He was one of everybody else. He wasn't the guy walking around the shool looking for somebody. He wasn't the see patrol in school or looking for, you know, oh, look, look what you're doing wrong, right? Which throws off so many kids instead of trying to help them, just ratting on them, right? He was one of, he was one of them. He got up amongst them. He wasn't separated. He wasn't one of these guys. No, you take a shot. I forgot who said this. He says, why do I have to say right? He just said, he took the remach and he killed them. Of course it was in his hand. He says, you need to know that the Weimach was not in his hands. He wasn't a guy walking around with a spear. Okay, first guy to do something wrong, I'm going to kill you. He wasn't like that. He didn't have a spear. He was, he was one of the regular people. He had to go look for a spear. He wasn't walking around with a spear. He was an isholling. That's what the Torah was telling us. He was a peaceful man. But when somebody was defacing his God... He wasn't a regular person anymore. He took kinah. He was jealous for Hashem. And he saved Israel. He took the kinah of Chava. The kinah of the Nachash. And he turned it around. And through turning it around, he was able to take the wrath of God that was already coming to the world. It already was sent from Hashem. He was able to turn it around and send it back and live forever. And that's what we need to do in these three weeks which we need to work on to love every Jew in these three weeks to talk bad about a Jew in these three weeks to, to, to help the Satan only good only good about the Jews only good you have to see only the good that doesn't mean that if someone is doing something wrong you shouldn't help them and talk to them but when, you, when you're talking about the Jews to each other only good in these three weeks it's a, it's a very dangerous time for us. And if, it, if, if the Jew himself is saying bad, so the Sultan's like, I didn't say it. They said it. You know, your own kids are talking about each other. What do you want from me? I'm a good guy. I'm just bringing the, I'm just bringing the recording home. I didn't do it. But to be very, very careful in the three weeks not to hit anyone, not to get into a fight with anyone, not to lose your temper. Just the opposite. It's three weeks. You have to have rachamim. You have to be nicer to everybody. And you have to do more mitzvahs of chesed. And you have to break your kinah. And, you have, and, 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 and that'll, bring back, that'll bring back the Beis HaMidish. Because the Beis HaMidish is destroyed two thousand over 2,000 years. Only for one reason. Only because of sinas kinah. That's it. And we're not going to get back to Beis HaMidish until we fix it. The other things. Murder and adultery and, and, and all that other stuff. 70 years. That was the whole punishment. This is... 2,000 years. So I just I just got a new story for a Mitzvah Shem. I hope we're going to learn a lot from it. Um, it's from Reb Sholem Mi, Mizvil. And I just want to take one little thing that I just saw today. Opened it up. I just saw it today on, on, on chinuch of children. And we'll end with this. He says something amazing. He says that the chinuch of children is like a, a hen hadeg with al Habeya. If you want to know how to be mechanic your children, you have to think like a chicken, a hen that sits on an egg. Because what comes out of the egg? A little chick, a little baby. in the beginning, he. The, the hen has to sit. The mother hen has to sit on the egg for 21 days. it should become warm in order to bring out a baby. So number one, what he's trying to say is that when you, you want your child to develop correctly, it has to come from warmth, from love and from warmth. Number one:. And to bring this chicken into the world, it has to do the chicken. The mother has to do two opposite um, actions. echad. from one side,, she needs to sit on the egg be to the. And, and cover it from all sides this kare that it should become cold sits on the egg right? so that it doesn't become cold ki mikanesh my ma'at because if a little cold gets into the egg the baby dies mitzat from the other side He she has to make sure that she doesn't sit too heavy on the egg because the egg will get a crack it'll be destroyed so it's got to sit on the egg completely keep it warm, but it can't sit on the egg too much, too heavy, because it'll crack it. We avoid the kasha, He says, and it's very hard. It's the only one that can do this. Why did Hashem do this? Hashem does everything for a reason. He gave wisdom to the rooster, to the chicken. The chicken knows exactly how long and how heavy it can sit on that egg. He says, And this is Chinuch. From one side, you have to be very careful that no bad stuff gets into the child. It's not But you have to make sure that you don't do it too much. Not to, 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 to choke him too much. K'kol so hi He says, because you, you have to give him warmth and you have to protect it you can't give it too much warmth and you can't give it too much protection because if you're going to squeeze it and you're not going to let it breathe at all then the egg's going to crack he says a person has to learn chinuf. that's interesting from a chicken on an egg one is that the most important thing is it has to, you have to keep it warm chavivas you have to teach children me'ahava. whether you're a revi or a father or a chavrusa when you teach children it has to be mamashah like a chicken on the egg you got to make sure that no chavivas no no cold no anger, no hatred, no coldness goes into their heart because you'll lose the child. On the other side, you can't sit on them too much. Here's what he says. If you sit them on too much, you're going to crack them. You can't pressure them every minute, right? Go play ball. Go with your friends. Go play ball. Go relax a little bit. you, you, you got to let them live. You can't, you can't push them too hard. If you're going to push them too hard, you are going to crack. If the egg cracks too early, you lose the baby. I, I didn't say, says this. A person has to be Has to be with a lot of love, a lot of protection, but you have to let it. You have to let him breathe also. And it's a chachma. Nice and the first you make the Nice and Right, the chicken has 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 seichel. So we have to have the same. We have to have the same cycle. Anyway, so we're going into the three weeks. We talk about Baruch, we should protect. Should protect klal from 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 the three weeks. Very dangerous three weeks for Klai Yisroel. He should protect us that, uh, in the chus of Pitchas bin Allah, Zabon Aaron HaKlayin, Heishiv is Hamasi, in the chus of all the avas that Klai Yisroel will have in the next few weeks. Klay even if his anger is out, and even if there's danger coming to the world, Heishiv is Hamasi, Klay Yisroel should take it back, and um, we should be zaychet to see the third base of Midrash, so I can't say anymore that it's 2,000 years and it's still not here. Because Ratt Hashem, we should celebrate this year of Move as a Thank you very much and a good night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.